Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hi, Norma. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Hi to everyone. I'm so glad to be here and uh, to be spending this time with you. Yeah, this is always a good time. So let me introduce our topic for you today. We'll be talking about well-being and especially well-being over 40. We'll be looking at the different areas of well-being, exactly what well-being is, struggles we have in reaching this level of well-being that we aspire to, and some practical tips and strategies to increase our well-being. So with that, uh, Kerry, let me hand it over to you and tell us what your definition is of well-being. Definition of well-being and what it said here was the state of being happy, healthy, or prosperous. And so I'm super curious, Norma, is that what you think of when I say well-being or did you have something maybe a different way of describing well-being for yourself and, and how you see it? Very similar. I think it's our overall state um, of a person. So I think that really encompasses uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, but also like the level of happiness and I think fulfillment and contentment we have in our lives. So I think that if we look at our well-being and in general, that's something we really need to like practice on a on a daily basis that's how i see it and i think this general term of well-being is really just a measurement for us to look at our lives and look at the quality of our life and how we our perceptions and how we experience our health and our happiness so in those areas of health physical mental social and then taking into account also the fulfillment the happiness sort of that side of it that's like a bit harder to measure but mm-hmm. that's, in a nutshell, what I think well, well-being in general refers to. And do you think things change a little bit for us as we have maybe crossed that magic <laughs> line in the sand as we've turned 40 and moved sometimes, you know, even well beyond that? Are there some different challenges that you can see potentially we would be facing or maybe for yourself personally, where there are things that changed for you after that? time in your life yes of course I think well-being has changed so much for me over time I think as I'm, I, I matured as I have gained life experience as I got to know myself a whole lot better understand myself better and my definition of well-being has really changed and that is in all areas of life if I think what well-being looked for me in my 20s and 30s might have been a lot of hours at the office trying to get my career off the ground, spending a lot of time with peers, climbing that corporate ladder, but also socializing quite a bit. And that meant a lot of late nights. For physical well-being, I trained quite a bit. Uh, I was in the gym quite a lot. And I think in my early 20s and 30s, I didn't even knew emotional and mental health existed. As I have matured, as I have come across personal development and growth, 
and I have <clears throat> certified myself in the life coaching space, a whole lot of things has changed for me. Now I am more focused on building my business. If I have a 40-minute workout, that is more than sufficient for me. Now I do spend a lot more time alone. I work from home, so things are a whole lot more relaxed. I'm not traveling that much. I spend a lot of time journaling. I spend a lot of time preparing healthy meals for me and my family. And I have some quiet time in the mornings, do Bible study, those sort of things. And you can clearly see how my well-being, the definition of my well-being has changed over time. It is okay for us to change in the way that we look after ourselves. As we progress and as we move into the next phases of life, our well-being is always going to change how we take care of ourselves, how we perceive ourselves, the situation we are in and the challenges we face at that point in time and how we look after ourselves during different challenges even changes because during a specific challenge in my life, I might only be able to work out uh, every second day, 20 minutes a day. And I have to be adaptable and flexible to know that that is also okay. It, it changes over time and it, it definitely changes as we grow. We learn, we experience things. And when we know better, we do better. So I believe it, it really works the same for well-being. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you think on that, Kerry? Yeah, I agree with you 100% with the whole, the idea of us after 40, whether we have families of our own or not, we more than likely have aging parents and other responsibilities for ourselves. And yeah, we're, we're maybe spreading ourselves into a few more areas than, than we did when we were younger. We might have been very career or family focused. And now all of quite often now we have both whether you you wanted to or not whether that was because you had a family of your own or whether that's just because you have family that you have come from that you all of a sudden realize that there's going to be some re responsibilities that you're going to want to be involved in or places where you can can help and you know we don't really think about that I think very much when we're in our 20s and 30s so I think that changes things a lot of things start becoming more important to us, I think, as we get older as well. I was probably more interested in spiritual things as I got older or realized more about what I didn't know <laughs> when it came to my own spirituality. And so that also, and I would say that's a good thing. Like it's thankfully it became more a thing that I, something that I wanted to place some concentration and some time into. And so, but all of these things are taking up a certain amount of time in the day or mental, you know, space in our brain. Um, and so it does change for sure. And I think it's, it can be a very good and wonderful time. And I was noticing as I thought about the subject, just the, the ebb and flow really of life where, I don't want to give the impression that so after 40, it, it gets just so much harder because I mean, sometimes that's true, but there's lots of things about being over 40 and having, let's say, if you did have a family, you know, they're probably sometimes they're super, super young still, but you see them growing and you see that they're becoming a little more independent. And so 
there's some really great things and maybe your relationship with your parents does change because all of a sudden you're seeing more eye to eye. It's, it's changing, right? All of these things are shifting and changing. And so I think that idea of being ready to change with the time that you're in so that we can respond in a way that best suits who we want to be in our lives. I think that uh, sums up just the, the different areas you've touched on a lot of the different areas of well-being. Norma, why do you think well-being is such an important part of a person's life? I think it is so important because it really determines any outcome or any result that we get, get in our lives. It it determines our experiences and how either amazing or how awful our experiences can be. It determines the choices that we make and it also like how we live our lives. Because if we, if we look at well-being in general, if we have are generally and holistically in a good place and we have a, let's say on a scale of zero to 10, 10 is a, a high level of well-being. If we are on that, let's say eight or a nine or a 10, then we are satisfied or fulfilled in it's safe to say that in more than one of those areas well-being really determines the quality of my life it determines the level of happiness I have it determines the amazing relationships I have how satisfied I am how fulfilled I am and how connected I am with my creator but also how connected I am with myself because I to have mental and emotional wellness I have to also get to know myself. I have to like take time, maybe to journal, whatever way you do that work, but get to know myself, understand myself and and grow and develop and learn about myself. So I think those are just in a nutshell what I think why it's so important for us to have this well-being. Kerry, maybe you can share some of your ideas. What do you yeah. think? Maybe give us maybe examples in your own life how being in a, a, a and that place of well-being, how that has helped you and how that has served you and and given you the experiences that you've had up until now. Right. I think the the awareness is is a key piece. And I think I would have looked at that as kind of a selfish, self-focused, something that I would have probably avoided or tried to push away. And I have realized that it is incredibly important to notice what I, what is it exactly that's happening for me and and where I'm at, you know, either mentally, emotionally, and all of the other things that we've mentioned here, spiritually, all of that. Because however, whatever it is that I'm thinking is, is creating that reality for me that experience, that emotion that I'm experiencing. And so just knowing that has changed so much about what I think is important and what how I feel from day to day. I am able to have some, I'm going to say autonomy over my, my own life. And I think I I just thought, I just don't know who I thought I was here for, but I think I, you know, as a child, I felt like I was there to be a good child for my parents or to make somebody else proud. 
and to be a good girl and all of those sorts of things. And I, and I moved into my teen years. That was probably still predominant, got married very young and was, you know, always trying to be good and not realizing that there was something more um, intended for my life than being seen as somebody who was good, which in my mind would have meant not a problem, right? Followed all the rules, that sort of thing. But in there, it I believe it would have been helpful. And I think it's very helpful now to be aware that I am a responsible person for my own life. And so I, I stopped looking to see if do my parents think that I'm good or does my husband think I'm whatever I thought he should think about me and started realizing that there's this this accountability of of being aware of myself understanding that I am receiving information if if I'm in touch with with my spiritual reality that I'm actually connecting with God and and looking to him for my direction, then I didn't need to look to, nor would it even be helpful for me to look to somebody else to see if I was being who I needed to be and that sort of thing. So I think just awareness of self, noticing myself, thinking about what would it like be like to live on the other side of me and how am I having an effect and what kind of an effect am I having on others in my life? That sort of awareness has, I, I now see is not a selfish thing at all. It is actually a, a kind thing that I can do for my fellow human beings. And it's also what I want to do for my creator. I want to be aware. I want to be responsible. I want to key into how is it that that God would want me to show up in a situation and I want to I want that to sort of be now what is my guiding principle and so that shift I think can be really um pivotal in in a human's life and and for some we just keep handing that responsibility to the next person we just we don't ever really take that responsibility for our own lives and see the the importance of finding I'm going to use the word balance for <laughs> yeah finding finding the balance for that in our lives and and realizing the responsibility that we have to do that and of course you don't have to I mean and then the repercussions of that in our life are easily seen as well one last question is, what do you think and what do you normally suggest for your clients if they want to increase their well-being? What sort of tips or like strategies or really tactical, practical things can you give them to, to increase their well-being? I, I think just noticing what's happening for them right now. Again, everything, at least in my life, and I, I think so too in my clients' life, that there's this focus always on looking outside and around us to see. And I think there's kind of almost an over-awareness, you could say, of other people. And I mean that in a way that we're looking outside 
we're noticing everybody else and, and what they're doing and how they're doing it and what they think. And for us to, and for sure for my clients, just to be alone for a time where they can write down a few ideas or thoughts that come to their mind, things that they don't judge themselves for thinking or you know what I mean? Just really getting alone, I think, with yourself and and through some self-questioning and that sort of thing helps us to get to know ourselves a little bit better and understand more about who it is that we want to be and who it is we believe we've been called to be. And then we can kind of start there it is a process and it it isn't something that needs to be rushed it has to happen all at once but when we have that kind of time to really think about how what is my effect here when I serve or where I where I show up for work and that sort of thing and how is that in line with who I believe I've been called to be I think it takes a while I remember after having had our children my husband took me out for ice cream <laughs> and uh, we'd had the kids. I mean, the kids were older already and it was just the two of us going out on a date. So it was a very rare experience. And we stopped for ice cream and he asked me which kind I wanted. And I remember ending up crying because I couldn't decide. And I realized that I had spent so much time, you know, <laughs> Usually what I did was eat whosoever was melting fastest, right? <laughs> whichever child's cone it was. So I'd usually have blueberry or, or bubble gum or whatever. But but just even something as simple as deciding what kind of ice cream I wanted at the at the ice cream store made me realize that I wasn't really taking the time that I probably could have taken for my own well-being. And I don't think we're really serving anybody at that point because we're just kind of pouring ourselves out in this endless fashion with not really any direction or any result that we're we're hoping for. We're just really, it's almost like we're playing whack-a-mole. So it it was a it was a, a moment for me where I thought, I, I better take some time here and get back in touch with myself. Yeah, that's great. I think what I want to just add to that, and I and I really concur to what you were saying, is I think for me, the first thing that needs to happen to increase our well-being is just look at the way that we look at life and how we what we think and what we believe about ourselves and, and about and about the world and our lives. If there's one specific area that you feel is lacking or that you really feel that specific area could maybe move the needle for you if, if if that one thing maybe changes, like start there. If it's something about your physical body, then start there and, and start making little like small incremental changes. If you can't do it alone, get someone to support you. Life coaching is such a great tool to get mm -hmm. you on that path of personal growth and development and specifically in those areas of mental and emotional well-being. To go and, as you mentioned, getting awareness of that thinking and what we believe about ourselves, because it all starts there, about how we perceive ourselves and how we see our lives and how we see where we've come from, where we're going to. So I think those are 
from my side, just a couple of things that I think is really practical that we can start immediately with. So anything else you want to add, Kerry? I was kind of sitting here thinking, do you know, this this definition of, of well-being I find interesting because the thought of the state of being happy, healthy, or prosperous to me, some people just, it they are melancholy people. Like that is where they live. And that is how they see life. And I thought it was very interesting because we also know in our practice that 80% of the thoughts that we think throughout the day are negative and really only 20% are positive just by nature, just because that's how our brain works. It's working always on overtime to protect us and to save energy and things. And so when new ideas and thoughts come up, generally your brain's like, nah, maybe not. Let's not change. We like it this way. you know. <laughs> and, and we can tend to see what might be a problem. That is just, sometimes we think there's something wrong with us, but that's just how your brain is, is made is to look for the potential problems and that sort of thing. And so I just want to say, if you're not somebody who would typically say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy today. Maybe you're somebody who thinks, yeah, I'm okay. I think I would even caution with this, with this description of well-being to don't let that start getting inside your head or cause you to feel any way about, about who you are and, and how you're made to think that, oh, I should be running around feeling a certain joyfulness. But it's like, sure, joy is, is, a part of who we are often, but it displays itself so differently in so many people. And so I just wanted to be, I'm just thinking about the person who thinks, well, I'm not happy. There's something wrong with me. I mean, I think that word happy, what they're using it here for is more of a maybe satisfied or content, or maybe there's some other words you can think of. I don't know, Norma, but that does concern me that, that we think for us to be in a state of well-being, it means happy per se. I agree with you. I think this is one of uh, a couple of episodes that we will dive mm -hmm. a little bit deeper into well-being and, and every area of it. And I think you've already like given them a taste of what's coming about our mental and emotional well-being. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, I think a lot of people think that if they're not happy 100% of the time, there's something wrong with them or their lives. So we'll definitely going to touch on that in the upcoming episode. So please, if you are feel that speaks to you, yeah, yeah, be sure to join in the next couple of episodes. So that's what we have time for today. And I think you'll agree with me that our well-being is so important that it it, it really improves our quality of our life. It gives us energy. It 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 improves our lives. It makes us more optimistic. And we have this more optimistic outlook on life. So if this, if what we spoke about today, you recognize yourself in some of the examples that we've given, and you maybe have trouble in that, not necessarily one area, maybe many areas of, of well-being where you are not where you want to be, and that maybe changing things in your life seems so overwhelming, please connect with us and... We would be glad to help you. Life coaching is such a, a brilliant tool to specifically deal with and getting you to a place where you feel you have well-being and mm -hmm. that you have that quality of life that you really envision for yourself. So connect with us. You can reach us through Facebook. We have a Facebook page and you can connect with us through our website. It's www 
fulfilledandfabulousover40.com. So with that, this is what we've got for you for this episode and can't wait for next week. So Kerry, hope you have a great week. And everyone, thank you for being here. We'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.